When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Excited uh, to be back out there with the guys. It's been a long journey. So uh, to be able to get back out there with the guys and um, know that you know, I'm going to be dressing this week. And I'm just excited. Teddy Bridgewater going to be the backup this weekend against Washington. Uh, Courtney Cronin covers the Vikings for ESPN.com. Before we talk football-y things, Courtney, and she's also a, a, a frequent guest on the Purple Podcast, which you guys can find. But uh, now you, uh, your last stop was the Bay Area, and now that it's like 10 degrees here in the Twin Cities uh, regularly later in the day, how are you holding up? We need to ask you that first. I'm, I'm doing okay. I've, I've got all of the thermal insulation, all the stuff to protect yourself from hypothermia. So um, haven't hit that yet, and I know that it's only going to get colder, so I should probably stop freaking out about 19-degree weather when I have to be outside shooting shooting a stand-up. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, I, I think this weather makes you tougher. I'm, I'm going to pull something from Mike Zimmer here, and I think that, <laughs> I think that this is building character for me. And um, really making me a tougher individual overall. You're from Chicago, aren't you? I know, but I've been in the South for like three years. And then I moved out to the Bay Area, so my blood completely thinned out. And oh, I, no. I'm just weak now. You know, here's the funny thing about us. You know, we're Minnesotans, and we're grizzled, and bring on the cold, and we're going to wear T-shirts as soon as it hits 30 degrees in the spring. Yeah, we've had mostly domed football stadiums for the past <laughs> 35 years. So we're not we're not really as tough as we make it sound. Yeah, I'm going to be like Bud Grant the time that, what did he do, the coin toss in like yeah. negative 20 degree weather and walked out there in a t-shirt because he's a tough football guy. That's what that's what I want to be. Yes. that right. Yeah, that that was actually before the ill-fated Blair Walsh uh, Seahawks playoff game. And the only good thing about that day was the fact that Bud at 90-something went out there. And the best part was he told Goodell, hold my jacket. <laughs> he told Roger <laughs> Goodell before he went out there, he's like, hold my jacket, young man. <laughs> That was the best part of it. Uh, so, uh, so Matthew Collar has a headline on our w- website writing about the Bridgewater Keenum uh, situation, basically saying things are um, controversy proof at Winter Park. And Courtney, I would say this: if there has not been a kiss of death, that was it. Because the moment you declare anything controversy proof with the quarterbacks and the Vikings, guess what? Controversy <laughs> is around the corner. Tell Collar to quit doing that. Yeah, I mean, he's right, though, to a degree, just with, I mean, obviously you can't call anything controversy-proof, but you couldn't ask for, you know, a better situation with Case Keenum and just his mentality. I mean, he says it every single week, and I, you know, I know it's ad nauseum at this point with just, you know, the whole, I'm going to prepare the same way every week, I'm going to continue to do the same thing I do, I'm not going to, you know, get a step ahead of myself, and I'm only thinking outside of, not thinking outside of this one week, 
Um, you know, at some point, if if Teddy goes in, you know, this week, if it's next week against the Rams, um, and it doesn't go so well, and they have to put Case back in there, I think he has the personality to handle that because of the way that he's, you know, over the first eight weeks of the, or really his first, uh, the last seven weeks of the season since he had to fill in for Bradford and Pittsburgh, ha- has really done well at explaining how he goes through the process and the mental reps, not, you know, no, knowing how he's able to, you know, kind of keep that same even keel approach. I mean, you saw it in Chicago. That was a tough situation to go in. 25 seconds left there in the second quarter and, you know, lead the team to a win in a really tough environment. So, I mean, I think that that's kind of what he's probably getting at there where, you know, personality-wise, he's not a me-first guy. You know, been through this before. Um, and I think that that experience could help him should he need to, you know, get pulled for Teddy Bridgewater and then have to go back in. You know, what, my biggest question, just uh, just aside from how long is it going to take Teddy Bridgewater to, if he gets back into a game here soon, like, is it going to take five games, one game, ten games for, for him to feel fully comfortable again? I'd love to know the gap between the things he's experienced at practice, where they've been running defenders at him, and I know you guys don't get to watch the regular season practices because they close off most of them, but they're running defenders at him, and he's rolling out, and you know they're trying to simulate what they can, but there's got to be such a huge gap, Courtney, between what they can show him at practice to get him ready and what he might see against Aaron Donald and the Rams in a week and a half, for instance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that you know, for as much as Teddy says he's prepared and – you know, that they have done drills to get him ready. You don't know what it's like to get hit, and especially with that knee when, you know, let's be frank about it, you know, players are going to be gunning for that. Uh, that's just kind of the way it works in, in football. Um, you don't really know what that is until it happens. I mean, they can simulate a pass rush all they can, but if you're wearing a red jersey, you're not going to get hit in practice. It just That's just not – that just doesn't happen because then you have injuries. So I think that it's going to take a while, which, um, you know, I – hope people proceed with caution in in trying to go back and say this is the 2015 Pro Bowl Teddy Bridgewater that we saw um you know 2 years ago of course they want to you know be able to kind of relish in that and hope that he can be that player again but it's going to take some time there's you know for for as good as his arm has looked in practice from everybody that we've talked to there's still rust because it's not at game speed and it's going to take a while to get back there Football fans and caution don't go hand in hand, Courtney. I know common sense, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it it's gone. Uh, so as we sit here today discussing this, and with uh, Teddy having talked yesterday, what's your best guess about if and when we do see him as things have evolved here? What's your best guess right now about when he might get the get the opportunity if it comes to play? You know, I feel like it changes for me every single week sure. hearing, um, you know, but that's everybody. Uh, if something does go awry in Washington, I do, in, in they're down, and he has to lead the team back to win. I would not be surprised if they do pull Keenum there and he goes in as a backup. Um, let's say they escape this game, you know, with a win, and they come back and they're 7-2 and two going into the Rams game. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't be surprised if that's when they make the switch regardless. Um, it's almost kind of too much at that point where you have a home game, first home game since the bye, uh, you know, all the circumstances there. It's probably going to be a lot of booze if, if, if Teddy isn't the starting quarterback um, by the Rams game. But, you know, I could see it that way. I could see them holding off a few more weeks. I mean, they don't want to rush this. The last thing you want to do is somebody that you could potentially have as your long-term answer. You don't want a short-term fix with it um, and potentially – 
get too far ahead of yourself and too far ahead of schedule. But I could see that given, um, you know, what they face there against the Rams, you know, a week, a week from now, but you know, it's, I think it's honestly going to still depend on how Case Keenum plays. I mean, if he keeps playing well, and I mean, I don't know, you, you definitely want to have him in there before too long. If you are looking at the playoffs and, you know, right now it looks within reach, but you know, I, I honestly don't have the perfect answer for how they don't screw up that chemistry and get ahead of, too far ahead of themselves with, you know, making the switch. Courtney Cronin covers the Vikings for ESPN.com. You can find her uh, on the interwebs and on Twitter, Courtney R. Cronin. And uh, we were just talking earlier in the show, Jarek McKinnon, his four games since Dalvin Cook's injury have been really, really good. And if you took those four games and extrapolated out to 16, He'd be one of only like a handful of players since 1990 to go for a thousand yards rushing and catch 80 or more passes in a 16 game stretch. Now, like he might not keep up that pace, but he's been really good. And if you look at what some mediocre running backs are making uh, just when they hit free agency, like Danny Woodhead off an injury, he's still making four million dollars. Matt Forte makes four million dollars. Darren Sproles, four and a half. Uh, He's been injured like there's a lot of Chris Ivory makes six and a half. Jarek McKinnon's going to get paid as an unrestricted free agent. Do you think there's any chance the Vikings keep him on the roster somehow, or is this pretty much an audition season for him to go elsewhere? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, he's he's done so much and exceeded expectations in the absence of Dalvin Cook. And while Mike Zimmer said you know, weeks ago that he liked the rotation the way it is. I mean, Jarek's clearly their number one running back. Does that, regardless of whether he, you know, is is running back in there on the first offensive play as a starter. Like, he's done more than Latavius Murray. He's outshined Murray. And I think with, you know, with that situation, too, he has a three-year, Murray has a three-year $15 million contract. They can dump that off for next year um, and, you know, potentially, you know, decide to give McKinnon a payday. I think he's done really good things since he got here in 2014 um, and continues to, you know, be a big threat. I mean, obviously with Dalvin Cook coming back next year, like you have to factor that in. But, I mean, the role that he's played here, I'm sure there's a lot of other running back, you know, teams that are struggling with, you know, just being able to establish a run that could pony up and, and want him because he's just effective everywhere. It's not just your typical running back. I mean, he's kind of like Chris Thompson, you know, a player they're going to see this weekend who's also got that same skill set of being, you know, very effective, you know, ca- catching short passes, being spread out of the backfield and in the run game. Are you buying that uh, that Griffin is going to play on Sunday or are, are we getting some Zim subterfuge and he's probably going to uh, sit out with that bad foot, you think? You know, with the whole, like, you practice to play, uh, that kind of mindset of, you know, old school coaches, I think that that does not apply to a player like Everson Griffin, uh, even if, you know, even if he, if we find out today that he wasn't a full go. I do think he plays. I think the streak matters to him more um, than, you know, people are letting on to it. I mean, nine straight games with a sack in NFL history. It's really impressive. But, you know, Zimmer said yesterday that he anticipates him playing. He's also said multiple other times this year with other players like Sam Bradford that he anticipates them playing. So maybe that's the code word for I don't know. He just wants to say it that way to save face. But um, I would, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what we, what we hear from Everson if he's willing to talk this afternoon. But um, I would be surprised just given what's on the line if he doesn't play this weekend. Uh, Courtney, Daniil Hunter had sort of a breakout season last year, 12 and a half sacks. 
Uh, he was just, he was, and he was kind of the third guy there among the defensive ends. And I think all of us figured, oh, he's going to maybe build off that, maybe go back to 12 sacks, maybe be among the league leaders. He has three this year. I don't know what the pressure numbers are. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, what he are your, a lot. he does have a lot of pressure. So yeah, what are your thoughts and what are you hearing about Daniil Hunter season so far? You know, he's still in that, in that stage where I think that, you know, people freak out if they don't see the sack numbers piling up. But you, you saw what was the Detroit game where he had two and then Linville Joseph had one. I think that the way that this committee, like on the defensive line works, is like once one guy gets going, it's pretty easy for other guys to get involved there in the pass rush. Um, and I think the Neal will be fine. I mean, he's one of the rising stars in this defensive line. They have a ton of depth all over. And when you have a guy like Everson Griffin out there, I mean, I think that just that kind of steamrolls everything else for other people to get going. So, you know, they're very happy with him here. He's, you know, progressed tremendously, um, you know, throughout the young part of his career. And, you know, I honestly would not be surprised when Rick Spielman was talking a few weeks ago about some of the interest for the younger players that, you know, he obviously, you know, there was no trade that happened, but, that's a name that I would not have been surprised had come up because of, you know, just how high his ceiling is. And don't forget, too, Zimmer go- going back, his teams don't get tons of sacks. So, I, I mean, when, when he came here uh, to take the job, when you looked at, at that defensive line that he left, the Bengals, they didn't have tons of sacks. So mm-hmm. so I, I think we get, because there are certain guys who have been successful, you know, you get very hung up on the sack statistics. But the reality is, even when his defense is being successful, it doesn't mean that one guy gets a ton of sacks. Yeah, and I think it also goes for just the whole the whole notion. They don't have a ton of takeaways. There's no pick sixes. I mean, it's right. still a very good defense. It just doesn't get that national spark, I guess, in, in terms of the conversation because you don't see these big numbers. Um, but, you, I mean, you are seeing it in the run. They are being talked about that, you know, third-best run-stopping defense um, in the league right now. I think that that's – you know, that's where they can, you know, rest their hat on for that. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the sack numbers, I don't think that tells the full story. It's just kind of a sexy stat people want to talk about. Yeah. Courtney Cronin does a great job covering the Vikings, ESPN.com. And if you watch ESPN for even five minutes, you're probably going to see Courtney on TV these days because the Vikings are always interesting. Uh, bundle up. It'll get warmer for a while, but then it'll it'll rip your. No, it's not. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it'll uh, <laughs> it'll pretty much numb every every extremity. So Sorry, Courtney. get used to it. Yep. See ya. I'm pumped. I'm ready for my toes to uh, freeze, so I can't feel them anymore. So <laughs> <Yep>. I'm ready. <laughs> Always right. enjoyable. See ya. Bye. Bye, Courtney. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, Courtney Cronin from ESPN. Yeah, she's covered big time college football. She covered Bay Area sports. She covered for the Warriors. While. Yeah. Yep. So she's done some uh, some cool things in her in her. Fairly young uh, journalism career. Let's come back here and uh, give away some prizes, shall we? We haven't done this yet on a game show Friday. 651-646-8255. One caller? I think that'll do it. One caller. Let's go caller 5 to 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Game show Friday. Mackie and Judd. Back in a flash. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. That's right, sports fans. This is 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd! Let's bring in your hosts, because we have to, Phil Mackie and Judd Zogad! 
Well, that wasn't a very enthusiastic intro by you don't have Big to. Voice Guy Dave Harrigan. If you don't want to, you don't have to bring us in. I mean, technically, you do it yourself. You do control our microphones, so I guess you could you could just turn our microphones off whenever you wanted to. Taking a you. cue from Sound Effects Guy. <laughs> All right. It's a game show Friday on Mackie and Judd. We've got Mark on the line, but Mark might not be the only contestant. The way this game works... We could open up the lines for other people. We'll let you know how that works in a second. But the game show Friday prizes are as follows. To be clear, we had Mark on the line. He has now dropped off. Uh-oh. So we need... Hey, somebody's calling. Another They're the contestant. contestants. 651-646-8255. Don't even bother because someone just called. But uh, the prizes are as follows. We have the first major, a novel by John Feinstein, or a, a book, I should say, by John Feinstein. Yeah, a good book. Yep. Uh, we have a couple Golik and Wingo hat and t-shirt prize packs. That's a new show launching here on 1500 ESPN and ESPN Radio starting, I believe, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mike Golik and Trey Wingo, if you want your swag. And a Blu-ray combo pack of Overdrive starring Scott Eastwood. Is that Clint Eastwood's kid? Yes. Yes, it is. That is. You give yourself a point. Even I knew that. Nice. Awesome. Uh, looks like we have Mark or someone posing as Mark back on the line here. So we'll fire him up. What game will Mark be playing today, Dave? Mark, get ready for a very special Veterans Day edition, even though it's not related to Veterans Day at all, of either Stump the Punk or Stump the Slob. All right. Stump the Punk or Stump the Slob. So, Mark... Have you ever been, uh, have you ever listened, have you ever been inside of a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> I waiting for that. I don't know why. Hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, Mark, you ever seen a grown man naked? My dad says. <laughs> you like to hang around the gymnasium, Mark? Um, all right. Have you ever, uh, have not, you not ever. I shorts, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever heard us play Stump the Punk or Stump the Slob, or is this new to you? No, I have heard of it. Okay. So you get to choose your opponent. You can either play, it's as a general trivia game, several questions, head-to-head against Judd the Slob, or you can pick to go against me the Punk. Which one do you want to go against? I think I will do Stump the Slob. All, All right. right, so there it is. So, uh, we're I think need... it's the name. I think they picked me because the Slob, it's it, you got to change no, it neither to one something of us way more complimentary of me. So, I don't know what it would be. Judd's right. going to leave the room, and we Bye. trust that Judd will not be listening to the answers and the questions here in the other room. So here's how it works for you listeners out there. If Mark beats Judd, then Mark gets his choice of the prizes. But if Judd beats Mark, well, Mark will still win something because we're generous on Game Show Friday. The first caller, if Mark winds up losing, the first caller to 651-646-8255 will get a prize of some kind. So, Mark, are you ready for this? Yes. So we have, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five. We have six questions. Should we go, uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll just go all six questions. We don't need a tiebreaker. Bleep the tiebreaker. I've got one ready if necessary. Awesome. Sounds but good. Judd's an idiot, so it's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> all right, Mark, here are your questions. We'll start with this one, and we'll give you the answers at the very end. How many pieces okay. does each player start with in a game of checkers? I'm going to say 12. Okay, Mark says 12. Last week, scientists announced they have discovered a mysterious void, a possible secret chamber inside what ancient structure? Oh, um, 
I'm going to say uh, an Egyptian pyramid. An Egyptian pyramid, okay. Question three. Which of these three Paul Newman movies came first? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Cool Hand Luke, or The Sting? Which one was made first? I'm going to say Cool Hand Luke. All right, question four for Mark. Which branch of the U.S. military is celebrating its 242nd birthday today? I am going to say the Navy. Question five. What body part stays the same size from the day we are born until the day we die? Not that body part, Mark. <laughs> well, maybe for some people. I don't know. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair, yeah. Which body part stays uh... the same size from the day we are born until the day we die? Uh, the heart. And what is the capital of Wyoming? That would be Cheyenne. You know, that's not a bad job by Mark there. Good enough to beat the slob. Uh, let's let's tally it up here and we'll get the slob back in in just a second. Let's not let's not uh, be too quick. How many pieces does each player start with in a game of checkers? Mark said 12. Yes. Correct. Uh, last week, scientists announced they have discovered a mysterious void in a, a possible secret chamber inside of what ancient structure? You said, you said an ancient pyramid, and it's the Pyramid of Giza. Uh, so yeah, you're, we're close enough there. Uh, which of these three Paul Newman movies came first? You said Cool Hand Luke. Uh, the Marines is celebrating its 242nd birthday today. The eyeball is the same size from the day we're born until the day we die. And uh, the capital of Wyoming is indeed yes. Cheyenne. So Mark posts a score of four. Are you pretty confident, Mark, that Judd can uh, come up short here? I am pretty confident. I don't want to say a guarantee, but I'm pretty confident. Uh, what made you choose Judd in this particular game? Uh, Judd's just not very good with his trivial knowledge. <laughs> He's a bit of a dunce. You got it right. Judd, are you ready for this? Let's go. Mark just said you're not very good when it comes to trivial knowledge. Well, it depends on what the trivial knowledge is, but he might be right. We should do an all-NHL network against a random caller at some point and see if Judd even pays attention when he's watching his favorite network. DJ Raddick. <laughs> nope, that's incorrect. Alex Tangay. Are you ready for this? Yep. Go all right. Well, tell you, you didn't even get the score to beat. You're just going to have to figure it out on the fly here. How many pieces does each player start with in a game of checkers? Oh, yeah. Mark's going to be right on this. Uh, how many pieces does each player start with? Mm -hmm. uh, um, 16. Okay. Uh, question two. Last week, scientists announced they've discovered a mysterious void, a possible secret chamber inside of what ancient structure? Uh, the Montreal Forum. I was going to say. Uh, Lake Coliseum, Quebec. Nobody pays attention to the news. Uh, Wrigley Field. Oh, my God. Wrigley Field. We got to tear down. Question three. Which of these three Paul Newman movies came first? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Cool Hand Luke, or The Sting? I think it went, and I'm being serious here, I think it went Butch Cassidy... Uh, the Sting and then Cool Hand Luke. I think Butch Cassidy came first. And you didn't even... Yeah, okay. You, you didn't even have to order him. So Butch Cassidy okay. is your answer? Yep. All right. 
Um, which branch of the U.S. military is celebrating its 242nd birthday today? Which branch of the military? Yes. Veterans Day. Um, How about name a branch of the military? I was going to say <laughs> Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Army. You're going Army? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know okay. I'm completely guessing. Army? No okay. No idea. Yep. We can tell. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right question number five here. Yep. Mark is uh, is waiting eagerly here for your answers. What body part stays the same size? <laughs> yep. From the day we are born until the day we die. What body part stays this? I'm going to say the... Oh, wait, wait. I'm going to say the ear. The ear? I'm going to say the ear. Ears on kids are floppy and big, and they look like Dumbo, and then they grow up, and they don't look like Dumbo. I'm going to say the ear. <laughs> Judd has never that, seen that's a child. That's a much better guess than mine. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the ear. And no, I haven't seen lots of kids. That's true. Not having kids. Judd's never seen, seen a child. Not say, <laughs> All I all I know is that when you have a child, I expect you back at work two days after that. And if you're not back at work, if you're the male, what's wrong with you? What is the capital of Wyoming? Laramie? I'm going to guess Laramie. I think we have our first ever. Yes! Oh, for six! We've got a skunking! Did I run the, did I oh, run the table? Six. Did I run the table? <laughs> I almost won last time! Congratulations! You are... What is the body part? The biggest loser. Goodbye. Um, I'll get through the answers here. Okay. So Mark wound up going four for six. Yeah. Congratulations, Ooh. Mark. All right. You did a wonderful job. We're going to put Mark on hold here Fine because work, Mark. he's the winner Fine work. of uh, a prize of his choosing. How many pieces does each player start with in a game of checkers? You said 16. The answer is 12. Okay. Last week, scientists announced they've discovered a mysterious void, a possible secret chamber inside of what ancient structure? You said the Montreal Forum and or Wrigley Field. Or Lake Colisane, Quebec, yeah. Or, or that. And it's actually the Great Pyramid of Giza is the answer we are going for. Mark, Mark started three for three. Good for him. Uh, which of these three Paul Newman movies came first? Cool Hand Luke actually came first. You said Butch Cassidy really? and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, okay. which, which branch of the U.S. military is celebrating its 242nd birthday? You said Army, which is a great guess because it is one of the military branches, but it's the Marines. Okay, yeah. That is celebrating yeah. A birthday. yeah, I didn't care about that one. Uh, I mean, what, good for them. They're, I'm glad they're here. Uh, what? I'll, I'll skip to this one and come back here. Uh, what is the capital of Wyoming? You said Laramie. It's Cheyenne. And what body part stays the same size from the day we are I, born yeah. until the day we die? You said the ear. It's actually the eyeball. So you're in the right vicinity there. But, uh, yeah, I didn't say what I really wanted to say, and I still won't say it. So, yeah, no, no. It was a good, you know what, though? What 0 for it? 6. 0 for 6, but it was a great effort. Is the one that you're going to say true for you? <laughs> Nick Peters saying that I... that. 1500, at 1500 ESPN, Judd is giving the worst answers in the history of Game Show Friday. This is amazing. Nick, I, I think I gave a great effort. If what you thought was, was the body part is true for you, then you must have been really impressive for like... It, it, was, it was gritty. It was <laughs> or a, not, I It guess. was a gritty effort. <laughs> oh, what kind of questions do you have when we come back, Dave? Well, they're going to be good ones. Okay. Uh-huh. It's Phil here for Luther Rookdale Toyota. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. Where right now, the 2018s are all over the lot. The 2018 Camry, all new, exterior, technology upgrades on the interior. 
How about the all-new 2018 RAV4? It's already one of the best, most durable, popular SUVs in the world. That great car-like handling with the SUV spaciousness. Well, you can get into either one of those for under $200 a month. $199, I should say, to be exact. And just a reasonable down payment. You can get into a brand new RAV4 or Camry right now on a lease. I'm kind of a lease guy the last few years. In the last six or seven years, I've uh, I've leased Camrys, Corollas. I like the upgrades, the new exteriors, the technology every two or three years or so. So if you're into leasing, right now is a great time to get in to the corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. It's Mackie and Judd on this Friday. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I'm trying to get our players to listen to me instead of listening to you guys. Mackey and Judd. It's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Uh, programming note, social media programming note. Dave Harrigan just served out a punishment as part of our quarterback cesspool challenge. Ric Flair on command is the punishment in which Judd Zolgad ordered Dave Harrigan to perform various Ric Flair tasks around the office while wearing a gigantic Ric Flair robe. And we have video evidence of this right now. It's in one of our Instagram stories. So Instagram 1500 ESPN, Instagram.com slash 1500 ESPN. You got to go. I think you have to use your mobile device to see the stories, but uh, <laughs> it's Dave Harrigan elbow dropping a McDonald's bag and uh, cutting a promo in a Ric Flair robe. Flair on command if you want to see Dave Harrigan serving watching. out a punishment. Yes. <laughs> he didn't do like some of the other stuff that Ric Flair would do, like hop up on the bar and open up his no, robe. No, because we know <laughs> now. We know now that you can get in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, so uh, maybe that's for next time. Maybe we can have somebody else do that. Okay. Dave, you got some questions for us? Yeah, I do. This uh, question will certainly be raised, oh, I imagine sometime in the next couple of months, so why not just get it out of the way now? Go for basketball team. Starts tonight, officially. SC Upstate. South Carolina Upstate. Their hated rival. Or something, something like that. Something close to that, yeah. Um Give me, I think I've asked you guys before, but just uh, to revisit, give me a quick what you think the very high ceiling will be for this squad. How good can they finish? How, what heights can they reach? And the real question, if they do, uh-huh. is Richard Patino gone? Um, the answer to the second part of the question is no. This team can finish, I think... Michigan State's going to be really, really good. So I think the realistic finish for this team in the regular season is probably second place. But I'm not kidding you. When I was on vacation last week, I had a dream that they won the Big Ten. Okay, Martin Luther. They won the Big Ten tournament title. I'm not kidding you. I don't know why, but I had a dream that they went to the Garden and they won the Big Ten tournament title. Wow. And the last time I had a gopher-related dream was in the 80s when they were about to play the Iowa Hawkeyes. I had this weird dream that they upset the Hawkeyes at the Metrodome, and they did. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this team wins the Big Ten Conference tournament title, finishes in second place, and I think the upside is they can win at least a couple of NCAA uh, tournament games. Are you are you predicting they're gonna win the Big Ten title, or is that the upside? Is that, you know, that's part of the upside. That's part of the upside. But what I'm saying is, since my last dream came true and it was thirty some odd years ago, I'm going to go with they are going to win the Big Ten Conference tournament title. You know, I, yeah, I'll say that if we're if we're just talking about you know reaching the height of what what you know whatever they can do this season. Winning the Big Ten tournament is realistic. 
I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten unless Michigan State suffers some kind of an injury. I think over the long haul of the Big Ten season, Michigan State's going to win more games. Uh, but like, could you could you get lucky in a one week tournament where they get knocked off or you beat them in one game or something? Yeah, absolutely. So I could see them winning the Big Ten tournament. I could see them being a top ten team, like not number one, but you know, mm-hmm. I could see them. If we're talking what what's their peak potential, eighth or ninth, seventh somewhere in there, mm-hmm. elite eight, knock on the door of a final four, win a couple, and, of and it would just be flat out the best season of Gophers basketball since the season we don't speak of, nineteen ninety seven. I speak of it all the time. Best season. Let's talk about worst seasons. Remember when the Detroit Lions went zero sixteen a few years back? It was a wonderful year. Still have two winless teams out there, Browns and 49ers. Which one is more likely to join the Lions as the only 0-16 squad? Ooh. I have to look at schedules for that Yeah, I'm going to pull that up, too. I think, in general, just watching the two teams, the Niners feel like the worst team because the Browns have been in an overtime game. The Browns had had a lead on the Vikings in the third quarter. If, If you plopped any kind of quarterback in there with the Browns, They'd be like a six-win team or something. You know, they'd have a chance. Some of these games, they're losing twelve to nine in overtime against the Titans. Um, you know, I. So I would say, off the top of my head, the 49ers are the worst team. It just comes down to schedule. Let's see here. 49ers have Bears, <laughs> Seahawks. The only winnable games, the, the Jaguars. That's not a winnable game anymore. Rams. The Niners have two shots at it. They've got Bears, well, Giants. They could beat the Giants. Yeah. And we got them beating the Giants. I was going to say, we got them winning on Sunday. Uh, The Browns still have the Packers. They also play against the Chargers, and, you know, sometimes things get weird with Phillip Rivers and interceptions. You know, both of them play the Bears. The Browns and the Bengals coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm going to say the Browns have more winnable games on their schedule. So, uh, so 49ers have a better chance to go 0 and 16, especially if like now they're going to go to Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't really know the system. Yeah, but yeah. I think going to Garoppolo actually will give them a bit more competence offensively, and the Browns being the Browns, and the fact that they finish with Pittsburgh, and sometimes your off chances to uh, is to win that last game, and Pittsburgh won't want to lose to them. I'm going to say the Browns have the better chance. Jimmy Garoppolo will accidentally throw a couple touchdown passes, and San Francisco wins the game. If one team has a chance, I think it's the Browns again. Are the Wild dead? What? Are the Wild dead? Percent chance they make the playoffs. Did you see last night's game? Did you see how... Yeah, and you were still ripping it. I ripped that. I ripped that playoff excitement of the Zucker goal when it's bleeping November. That's what I ripped. Nice win last night. It was great. No, they're not dead. Do I, I don't mean actually dead, but I want. Yeah, no. You guys both said beginning of the year, yeah, playoff team probably bouncing the first, maybe the second round, but bouncing the first. But it was pretty much assumed, yeah, there'll be a six, seven seed. I think the percent uh, chance they make the playoffs. No, I think the percent chance they make the playoffs is about forty-five uh, percent or so, and I think they are a seven or probably eight seed and don't last f- for long. But here's the here's the thing that's really intriguing right now, and the team that's slumping. And Louis called this a month ago, the Blackhawks. 
The Blackhawks beat the Wild on Saturday night at the X, but the Blackhawks have won, I believe, two of their last 10 games. The Blackhawks are aging. The Blackhawks are depleted compared to the talent that they used to have. Um, so there's going to be there's going to be room for the Wild if Dubnik can get turned around in the fluky goals end. I think they've got a 45 percent chance to be a seven or eight seed. Do I like their chances once they get to the playoffs? No. What do your uh, your advanced analytical hockey statistical friends like Matthew Collar think of the Wild? Because NumberFire.com has them as the fifth best team according to like analytics. Has them projected to still wind up with 96 regular season points? Really? And Sixth most likely to win the cup. Okay, that goes against what Collar and a lot of stuff I've read says, which is it's underwhelming. Their their Corsi, their puck possession to start the season was really bad, not good. Um, so that's surprising. That's that is that goes against what I've read from most people who examine that that side mm. of the game. I'm surprised to hear that. So, I thought you were going to say they didn't you know, like them. Here's why they're not dead because it's hockey. Because there aren't there are no Golden State Warriors and Philadelphia 76ers outside of the Arizona Coyotes, which that that team is which are the 76ers. Yes, exactly. Um, other than that, for the most part, you have a couple outliers like you know the Capitals will will have a great regular season on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But in general, in the NHL, it feels like there's 24 teams that are all kind of battling for that middle ground, and. Maybe five or six games go in, go in a certain direction, or you win a few extra shootouts. Maybe you just have a, a better record in overtime one year because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I just think to say that the Wild, even though we're disappointed with their start and Zach Parisi's out, and I'm calling for them to prove you're relevant in a sports town where the Gopher basketball team is top 15 in the country, where the Vikings are bidding for a playoff run and the Timberwolves are interesting. They have to show again in their sixth year of this thing since the rejuvenation that they are relevant and that they're going to hang in this. But because it's hockey and because mediocre teams can can have five or six games go their way that, that sway the standings and because the nature of the point system keeps things close and rewards teams for losing games, they're going to be in there. And so to say that they're dead is misguided. We um, can't bury him right now. I agree. No, I like... I think to, I think you can bury them from a Stanley Cup standpoint right now. Like right now, this does not look like a Stanley Cup. If, yeah. if the playoffs started right now, you wouldn't say, "Oh, the Wild are going to make a run and win three three or four playoff series." But uh, but by nature, hockey keeps you in the standings. If they were to ever change the point system so that you didn't get rewarded for an overtime loss, or they were just to, you know, maybe they structured it differently and, and just widened the gap between the points that you get Which for winning. They and, don't want to do. Because they want to keep it Because they love this system. Correct. Yes. And I'm not even saying it'd be good for business. I just think hope. it's annoying that they have a moral victory column in their in their standings. It keeps it tight, though. And they they love that. So, yes. But, yeah, you can't write write them off. And, in fact, they could come back. I mean, here's you know sure as can be that they're going to put together a run at some point, like a half a month or something, where they get hot. We get excited again. But... I'm with you. Once this team gets to the playoffs, there's nothing I've seen that says they can make a sustained run. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even really, we haven't opened up the phone lines. If people have calls on anything from today, on uh, Vikings or anything, six, or just you have random questions, an Ask Mackie and Judd question about life or uh, and some Vikings whatever news it is. Too. Uh, and some Viking news when we get back. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back. Okay, let's not scare the children. On 1500 ESPN. Right now on the 1500 ESPN stream player, 
a Blu-ray combo pack of Overdrive starring Scott Eastwood from the writers of Too Fast, Too Furious and the director of Taken comes an action-packed thrill ride. Overdrive, available now on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Head to the 1500 ESPN stream player to find out how you can win. All right. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. We have some Vikings news for you, Phil Mackey and Dave Harrigan. Regarding Sunday's game in Washington, Mike Remmers with a concussion has been declared out for that game, so Rashad Hill, who has played some left and right tackle this season, should start at right tackle. Everson Griffin, with the foot that he hurt at the end of the Browns game in London, is questionable for Sunday. And um, Stefan Diggs mysteriously showed up on the injury report on Thursday with a tooth problem. Yeah, and what's that all about? Andrew Kramer, our old buddy who's now at the Star Tribune, it was three root canals and a filling. What? He had to have... Does he never brush his teeth? Must not floss. Get him a tooth. Get him... Might, he might not floss. He might not have those nice picks that you use after lunch to get stuff out of your teeth or something. But he's not even that old. I feel like nope. you can go... All right. I don't know. As a guy who didn't floss a whole lot until his like mid to late 20s, By and even way, now I, I'm still spotty. Not flossing I gross. didn't even have a cavity. Yeah. Well, he had three root canals and a filling... And uh, he he told the media today that he is going to play on Sunday. Oh my God! Root canals. Are what the, is? I've never had a root canal. Is anyone say, here? What does it feel like? Are they extremely painful? I don't know. I think it's one of those things that used to be horrible. Now it's not nearly as horrible as it used to be, just Sounds because bad. of modern dentistry. But it yeah. still is not fun. And I imagine there's still some lingering sore and, or soreness and pain. Ah. <sighs> It's in your mouth, though. You can play football, right? Oh, yeah. Pop a couple aspirin, rub some dirt on it. You're fine. See, going to the dentist as a kid used to be great because you you really didn't... If you brushed your teeth once in a while, you didn't really get cavities when you were a kid. They always give you... Oh. They gave you, like, sugar-free gum, and you got to get free stuff and play with the toys. And now, every time you go, oh. you just expect for them to give you dentures. That, Hate it. Uh, we're going to have to remove your whole jaw, actually. Going to the dentist is nothing but a pain, I think. But when you guys were kids, I bet you di didn't have this because uh, the technology had bypassed it. When I was a kid, part of the annual checkup thing, so so you'd go to the dentist like twice a year or something. Part of the annual checkup thing was they put this, they they had like these these mouth guard things and they put a gel in there and you oh, had yeah. to bite down on those for yep. what seemed like eternity. Yeah, and those. the gel was I don't think that happens anymore, right? Or does no, it? No, I don't, don't think it does. I, I think there's now like just a rinse for that. But anyway, the gel was repulsive and disgusting and so it was basically yeah. like 20 minutes of feeling like I was going to throw up. But you got to choose your crappy flavor. Hated it. Like, oh, do you want uh, crappy mint or do you want... Uh, oh, it, it all just so... tasted like yesterday's garbage. Right? <laughs> oh, it was so bad. The worst part about, part about the dentist, the shame. It's the hygienist when you open your mouth and they do the, oh, looks like you weren't brushing really good back there. Hmm, maybe you should floss a little more. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you always try to talk up that you have been doing more than you have. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been, uh, oh, I've, been, I've, been I've been flossing a lot more often. Well, because you flossed this morning, just mm -hmm. in preparation. Of, you got to sell it. Yeah, the but thing, they know. Like they're the one. They're staring at your teeth. The thing that I get <laughs> now, watching your gums bleed. <laughs> the shame that I get now every single time, wisdom teeth. Got to have those. Should have those pulled, Mister Zolgad. Oh, you haven't had yours. You still pulled. have yours. Oh, I've got them, and I'm keeping them. I got news from my dentist. I'm keeping them. I had two that I had yanked probably about three years ago. Finally, it's not them. fun. I got them. Did you get dry sockets, Dave? Oh, no, I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, that sounds... No, it okay. healed fact, okay. But I, I remember the guy literally... I mean, you can't feel anything because they numb it up. 
all you can feel is a tugging. But I remember the dentist. I mean, he was torquing on these things as hard. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, no. oh, it's done. Okay, we're good. Got an idea for the football picks punishments at the state fair next year for Judd. No. If Judd loses, no. Judd has to get his wisdom teeth no. pulled and then do the show from the state fair the next day. No. Oh, my. How no. about just have his... We, we no. invite a dentist no. out on there the to do the teeth yes. on the stage. We'll give you a little bit of no. little bit of numbing aid. It's not happening. I'm keeping these things. <laughs> I'm going to the grave with my wisdom teeth. Well, it's not happening if you pick football games well enough. Well, I've been doing a very good job, what? but I'm going, I'm going to the grave with these teeth intact. What's the worst that can happen? I have mine out, too. What's the worst that can happen if you leave them in? Like what? I mean, they obviously they push they, your. Uh, they, they told me they if you leave them in, they can push your other teeth like up too much. Basically, basically what they want is to to get them out so that your other teeth have room because the uh, the wisdom teeth cl- uh, crowd things up for yeah, lack of a better and term. Things get infected. Yeah, and your mouth you know just what? I'm, falls off. I'm going to the grave with them. Sorry, wisdom teeth are staying in, boys. <laughs> Every time I, I go, though, they're like, you know, you really should have those pulled. It's really not that bad. Uh-uh. A couple it days depends. of discomfort. It, yeah, right. it really depends. Like, no, it, can, it wasn't I, that I, bad for I, you. I had one really bad exp- I, I had, I think I had two, probably had oh, so four of them. I can't even remember. Like, you, you can get four. I only had two. But but there was some situation where, like, if a if a crumb falls in there and you have to oh, then, oh, it's bad. Oh. Hey, before, I there's a story here, too, that I think will pique our interest did you know that they're going to bring back at least a semblance of Nye's Polonaise? The story just came out from no. the Star Tribune today. Okay. So Nye's legendary bar Northeast, and those guys sold it to. Yeah, Dave, there's Dave rolling the dice again. He just doesn't, doesn't like Nye's. No, that's fine. Dave's no fun. I'm not um, a hipster. Sorry. But Nye, well, Nye's isn't hipster. Okay, get, Nye's get is back classic. To the story. He's just. We he's, have like a minute left. He's trolling you. Get back. They're to the story. bringing it back in the same location. You know, there's like they they left that smaller part of the building yes. that's still the classic part. Yep. That's going to be a tweaked and updated version of Nye's. They're going to bring back the sign, but they're going to put back like really? they're going to put new furniture in there and stuff. I don't know how big it's going to be. Okay. But that's interesting. It's going to be a little bit weird that. They sold off ninety five percent of the land to build, you know, multi million right? dollar yeah. condos, and it's going up pretty quick. Okay. But they're going to bring it back. I'm okay with that. I don't yeah, know. Most definitely. I do miss the old one. That was a, there's a lot of good spots in that area, and they just rebranded uh, Bulldog Northeast to Stray Dog, which I'm interested Why in. Why they do that, by the way? Did, so you know? I do. I'm I'm I've become friends with the old owners, Amy and Chris, and then uh, Junior is the new owner there. Okay. And um, he just wanted like a little, there's like four different bulldogs and they're not like this one. Northeast was independently owned from some of the other ones. So and he just wanted a, a little more of, different. Okay. No, he just wanted All some right. differentiation and kind of a rebirth. But yeah, Nyes is coming back in some form sometime late December. So is, is the bulldog changing besides the name or are they changing Menu's going to be similar. The All interior right. is pretty similar. Just kind of the brand and the size. Whitey's baby. Different. That's my bar. Whitey's. That's a cool place. Masu, there's a lot of good stuff over there. Yes, there are. Uh, Mackie and Judd, vet line on Sunday right after the Vikings game is over. Judd's back for some Saturday sports talk, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday.